get a one personal space, two personal space, three. Hey, hello, listeners. This is just a quick disclaimer for this week's episode. As anyone that's listened to the show before knows, uh, there can be some adult language, and anyone that's listening for the first time, please keep that in mind. Uh, we tend to be ourselves and not filter, so occasionally a bad word might come out. If you have any children in the room, please put on some headphones or have them put on some headphones. Thank you. You're listening to the IDP Guys with Sean, John, and Nathan, the Wizards of Fantasy Football. Your go-to source for the individual defensive player strategy. And now, three guys who could only make an NFL team on Madden. And welcome back to the IDP Guys. This is episode 77. Uh, today I am joined with my co-host Johnny. Greetings. And filling in for Sean, our rankings director, Joey. Joey the Tooth. What's up? What's going on, man? Long time no chitter chatter. I know. Just living the life. Yeah. So with that, let's move into the opening question. What's your most often used strategy when drafting in an IDP league? Uh, Joey, you want to go first? Uh, I usually, well, depending on where I'm going, if I'm towards the beginning of the draft, I'll grab one of those top running backs first round. If I'm anywhere else, I'll grab a good wide receiver and probably double up on that in the second round. And then I'll fill out my offense, at least two or three each running back and wide receiver before I grab an IDP guy. But I'll always wait on quarterback and always wait on tight end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen, we've been doing a bunch of startups. People have been jumping the gun. Like DeForest Buckner just went in the fourth round in this wow. one I just started, which is crazy. But um, yeah, offense in most leagues generally is what's going to win it for you. So definitely get that filled up. Uh, definitely yep. wait on quarterback. Like you're saying, it's not that big a difference from game to game. Um, but when it comes to the IDP part, depending on scoring, usually I like to go defensive line first, just because there's such a big drop off. Um, then usually safety and then linebacker and linebacker, <clears throat> as long as I get like a good guy or two to start the season and keep me competitive, that should be fine. Uh, cause you know, throughout the season guys get hurt, guys get promoted, demoted, that kind of thing. So as long as you're paying attention and if you're listening to this show, you'll be completely tuned in on, you know, weekly waiver wire stuff. So I, I never worry about linebacker safety, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely usually punt linebackers for the most part for, you know, there's that tier one that uh, of linebackers that you can get and you can wait on and get like a kind of a back end tier one um, in, you know, much later rounds. But I like to, you know, kind of uh, pick up a safety or a, a D lineman early um, once a few uh, IDPs have gone off the board because, you know, once that happens, the, the first plunge, usually around the sixth round, um, people start freaking out and they start grabbing random guys uh, in IDP, especially if they're not um, tuned in. So you can you can kind of wait and get someone good and uh, fill up more depth on your offense. All right. And See, it, when I, oh, sorry, when I'm drafting ahead, IDP, 
I honestly, I always, almost always will grab my first two IDPs are linebackers. I love mm-hmm. that top, top like 10 linebacker guys. And I try like hell to get the two really good stud linebackers. And then I'll, I'll go D line mm-hmm. and then probably D line again. Cause there's, there's a bunch of safeties like mid rounds that you could fill in. No problem. But the really, really stud linebackers, like the guys like Darius Leonard, Deion Jones, those guys are really hard to replace. True. Yeah, very true. And that's one position you don't want to screw up. So uh, if you feel confident enough, you know, you can punt them. Or if you want to just ensure uh, your success, you know, definitely grab those linebackers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For, for me though, like, I don't know. So Leighton Van Der Esch, Tremaine Edmonds, what, like 120, 130 tackles last year, something like that. Yeah. Right. Nigel Bradham, hundred tackles free off the waiver wire in most re- redraft leagues. Right. That's like a two tackle a game difference. Um, I can live with that, especially if my defensive line is the best out of everyone. Cause I waited on that on line. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's different for everyone. That That's what I like to do. I wouldn't recommend it immediately though. Cause, uh, unless you're paying attention, you're going to be in deep shit. So. Right. Yeah. I hear you there. I, I just, uh, I get worried picking so high on guys who are mostly based off of either a sack or interception, like your, your safety or your D lineman. Like you're almost as a D lineman, you're going to get what really good D linemen get like five tackles a game. That's really good. Or you're getting like two, three in a sack or you can get a stud linebacker who is going to get you eight tackles a game with the possibility of a sack or maybe even get a couple passes defended and whatnot. That's the only reason why I go real high on those first two linebackers. And then I'll drop and get into that tier of like the Cameron Jordans for my defensive Mm -hmm. line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, pretty light news week. Um, We had a big one last show because we skipped a few weeks, but it's only been a week and nothing's really happened. Uh, Gerald McCoy was going to take the weekend to look at teams and decide, but as of the recording of this show, he hasn't done that yet. We'll probably have that for you next week, though. Uh, Hassan Reddick has confirmed his move to inside linebacker, though. Uh, I'm I'm probably all set. Uh, any interest from you guys? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Joey? I don't know. I'm okay with him. He played pretty well at the end of last season. He started off real lame, and they don't really have many. Uh, they got Jordan Hicks in there, but – I think Hassan Reddick has the possibility to be kind of like that blitzing middle linebacker because they, they should be going to the three, four. So it's going to be him next to Jordan Hicks. Mm-hmm. Jordan Hicks is going to be your guy that's going to drop into coverage. Maybe. I mean, Reddick had 80 tackles last season, which isn't terrible. And he had, what do you have? Uh, let's see. He had 22 in his last four games. So that's, that's not horrible. Yeah, you got so, it. I mean, if, if it's a guy you're going to take late, I have no problem doing that. Right, right. He got moved around a bunch uh, beginning, right. beginning to middle of last year. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a later flyer that a lot of people aren't thinking of, yeah, I could, I could see it. Um, and there's nobody there that's going to take his job. Right, right. So, all right, so there was that. And then uh, the other large, I guess, piece of news is uh, the Jags have signed Terrell Pryor. Um, 
Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to touch it. I mean, it's good for Pryor. It's his old offensive coordinator from Cleveland where he got a thousand yards. But I mean, he just joins a group of wide receivers who are all just middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. Alrighty. Poor Nick Foles. All right, now this is the part of the show where we pair two sets of defensive players and a set of offensive players against each other, and we discuss who we like better. Uh, then we send it out to you on Twitter and then discuss the poll. Uh, so let's talk about last week's gut checks. I think we had two sets of offense on that one, but <clears throat> the first one is a pair of quarterbacks, the New York Giants' Daniel Jones versus Washington's Dwayne Haskins, and with 140 votes, 90% went Dwayne Haskins. 90%, huh? Yeah. Oof. Wow. I, I mean, I thought the uh, I thought the Giants were geniuses here, and <laughs> they were getting them because everyone else wanted him, and they got their guy. Yeah, they got their guy. They got their guy. All right. So the next one is a pair of defensive ends: uh, Oakland's Clellan Farrell versus Jacksonville's Josh Allen. 104 votes, 63%. Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I went Josh Allen on there myself. Yeah. Nice. And uh, here's a pair of running backs. Philly's Miles Sanders versus Chicago's David Montgomery. 219 votes, 51% Miles Sanders. Wow. Close. Split. Two, yeah. Two yeah. splits in a row. Um, so what do you guys think about that one? What do we say? Who, who'd you guys, who'd, uh, you pick Johnny? I think last week we went Sanders. Yeah, I believe so. All right, Johnny, you want to take us through this week's? Sure. Uh, for the third show in a row, it's an all rookie edition of gut check. Uh, it probably will be for the foreseeable future too. All right. This week we got a pair of defensive ends, uh, a couple lower tier guys, um, or at least compared to what we've been doing. First one is Rashawn Gary, Green Bay defensive end, and against Brian Burns, Carolina defensive end. I have no idea who's going to be better here. Um, rookies are not my thing. I'll, I'll see who's good week one, two, and three with the rest of the world. Um, I don't know. Probably Burns for me, though. I just feel like it might be a little more work for him. There's no real good pass rush on the Carolina defensive line where Green Bay has at least Daniels and Kenny Clark and uh, who else? They used to have um, Matthews blitz a lot. He's gone though. Um, well, they just picked up uh, Zadarius Smith from Baltimore, right? Free agency. Yeah. What do you guys think? What you got there, Joe? I'm going Brian Burns. He's he's gonna. I believe he's gonna start right away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Gary's gonna have to fight, like you said, with Daniels and uh, with Zadarius Smith to get into the starting lineup at all, or even just to to play snaps at all. And uh, Burns is kind of that athletic, not really big defensive end, but I think um, Carolina is going to play more of that hybrid defense where sometimes he'll play DN, sometimes he's going to play outside linebacker. So it kind of fits him quite well. Mm. Yeah, I think I'd go Brian Burns here as well. Uh, In the startup that, well, not startup, the rookie draft that we're all in with um, 50 Shades of Grey of IDP, Mm -hmm. um, I think I got Rashawn Gary for a dollar. 
Mm, nice. So I, I was able to get him. Uh, and then Brian Burns, I think, went for a sum of money, like 70 to $100, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. So definitely siding with uh, Burns there. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I don't even know if Peppers is still on the team. Joey, is he still there? Peppers retired. Okay. And so it's just Mario Addison. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, they they picked up Bruce Urban in the mm-hmm. offseason. Gotcha. All righty. Uh, second one is a pair of wide receivers. Uh, first one is the first receiver taken uh, in the draft this year, Nikhil Harry, New England wide receiver, going against uh, the other guy that's been a little hyped up lately, uh, Debo Samuel, uh, San Francisco wide receiver. And I think I want Debo, to be honest. The Patriots just have a ton of mouths to feed. Brady doesn't throw as often. He's not really bombing it anymore. He's getting older. It's more short passes, just move the sticks, that kind of thing. Um, and I mean, you got James White, Michelle, Damian Harris, Burkhead, Demarius Thomas, uh, the two tight ends, plus Nikhil Harry, plus Edelman. I mean, that's a lot of people right there. So I don't know. Uh, I'm probably going Samuel. What do you guys think? I went 100% agree there. There's just too many mouths to feed there. And Harry's, I think Harry's going to be kind of that field stretcher. And t- it's not really Tom Brady's game. Right. I mean, with Edelman there, I can't take any other wide receiver in New England. And Debo Samuel has said that he's going to play the X receiver for the Niners. And the last two, I think last two X receivers that Shanahan had were, or what, not the last two, but his last one was Julio Jones. And then in Houston, he had Andre Johnson. And they were both killer. Mm. Not saying that Debo was Andre Johnson or Julio Jones. But... Good position to be in. Right. And they also failed miserably in the red zone. And I think that's somewhere that Samuel can thrive. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I definitely would go Samuel on this one because, like you said, I don't trust Harry uh, on that offense in New England just because of the way Tom Brady's game is going. Um, right. It, it's, you know, nothing against Tom, but they're they're just changing things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, they're run heavy these days. Right, right. I was talking to a Patriots fan today, and uh, I was like, hey, guess how long uh, Brady's longest pass was in the playoffs? He's like, 60 yards. I'm like, no, like cut that in half, and, and there you go. Like, I think that's what we're going to be seeing this year. Um, all righty. Yeah. Last one, pair of safeties. I believe these are the first two safeties off the board as well. Uh, first one is Darnell Savage, Green Bay safety. Against Jonathan Abram, Oakland safety. Ah, boy. Let me see. Who went to Green Bay? Was it... Um... Savage. No, no, no. I mean in the uh, free agent-wise. Oh. Could have sworn um, someone Amos. Was. Adrian Amos. Right, right. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Green Bay's had productive safeties before. Like, Clinton Dix used to put up numbers. Um, Oakland, though, even last year when they were on the field a lot on defense, didn't really, Carl Joseph didn't do much. Um, It was kind of spottier safety production. Um, I'd probably go Savage, but I'm probably not going to get either. Uh, What do you guys think? I'm going Savage, too. He's got the ability to line up really in two different spots like he can play in the slot too. He can play slot corner. So even if they go with like a three safety set, he's going to be there. Like he can move all around that defense. And I am worried in Oakland, I, Abraham's going to be the, their guy, 
but I don't think Rudin wants Carl Joseph even on the, on the team. So he might showcase him early a little bit in the starting lineup just to get teams to want to bite and trade for him. Mm-hmm. I just, so I, I just don't really trust Gruden's style until his team's set. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you guys on that one. Oh, just real quick. I forgot to add this in news and notes. Uh, Rashad Jones is being shopped by the Dolphins, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually really good news for Minka. And I like, I used TJ, yeah. TJ McDonald a little bit last year too. So that'd be cool. Yeah, he played well. Yeah, he did. He did. But all right, that's that's good check for you. Alrighty. So let's move into uh, the listener questions section here. Uh, so if you are interested in asking us a question and having it come on the show, um, there's a few different ways you can go about that. Uh, give us a, a call at 313-986-1473 and leave a voicemail. Uh, we've had a few of those in the past. We really like to uh, to bring, bring those on the show and, and play them. Um, the funnier, the better, the drunker, the better. Uh, that's kind of the <laughs> shtick here. Uh, so, uh, that's three, one, three, nine, eight, six, one, four, seven, three. Don't worry about someone picking up. Just leave the voicemail. Um, it will pull it and bring it onto the show. Uh, also uh, you can send us, uh, questions on Twitter, um, or through our contact form on the website, idpguys.org. Um, and then if you're a subscriber, we generally give a, uh, a specific subscriber question spot during this section, um, so a dollar a month or uh, 12 a year gets you access to our premium content into our Slack channel where you can ask these questions and sometimes, and we'll pull one from uh, that chat. So the first one here is going to a subscriber, um, Randog and Sack. Randog and Sack. Uh, interesting uh, username, but his question here is, um, I'd like more info info on how the guys identify IDP targets regarding schemes. Where do they get the defensive schemes info? Each team runs. What positions should you target? Which to avoid? Are there specific guidelines they try to follow? Uh, how do the different league scoring types affect each position? What are each of the guys stronger at evaluating? Do they use metrics, film, or a combo? Johnny, how do you identify your guys? Mm, so, and, uh, yeah, I wrote a giant answer to this uh, in our Slack chat, but um, I'll, I'll address these one at a time, I guess. So regarding schemes, um, sure, if, if you're if you haven't been doing this a long time, that's that's a decent place to start. Like uh, linebacker wise, four uh, three, you're looking for basically middle linebacker, weak side linebacker, um, very rarely strong side linebacker, and, and unless it's like a specific OLB position or a super sack heavy league. Um, for three, four, you want the two inside linebackers, uh, safety wise, it's usually the strong safety, but sometimes there's a guy like Jesse Bates or Justin Simmons, who's a free safety that can be super productive and consistent for you. Um, and on the defensive line, if you're at a three, four, sometimes you can do a defensive end for a three, four, but it's usually not great. Like for every Chris Jones, there's 90 guys that aren't Chris Jones. Uh, so you, you usually want four, three defensive ends, um, and also four, four, three defensive tackles too, because in the three, four, that's like a nose tackle basically. And that's not nearly as productive, uh, usually. Uh, so that's how we look at things scheme wise. I don't even look at schemes anymore. It's, it's, I've been doing this since 2004, so it's just all in my brain, but that's a good spot to start. You can get defensive schemes on a bunch of websites like, uh, pro football reference, stuff like that. 
Um, let me see. Guidelines. Um, my, my guidelines are that they're productive and consistent. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Usually you're yeah. kind of working with yeah. the stats and working backwards. Like the, right. the positions correlate to success for, for the most part. Like um, what was it? We talked about it last episode where uh, someone brought up like the position on Oakland that was just um, vacated uh, like an interior lineman spot. And that the fill-in would most likely have most of that same production just mm-hmm. because of that spot uh, in that scheme. So, you know, you can kind of guesstimate for the most part, like, um, where the production is going to land in the in the grouping and then pick out that player and uh, based on their talent, whether or not they, you know, go lower or uh, better than the previous uh, year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll just wrap up mine real quick. Then Joey will get in here. Um, also, just easy things you can do, like uh, bad offense equals great great defense. You know what I mean? If you're on the field more, you, you can make more plays, that kind of thing. Uh, as for metrics, film, uh, negative. That's that's Sean's thing. Um, I'm strictly stats and playing time. That's all I look at. Um, and besides that, I mean, it, it's just kind of a – a feel out thing. Uh, the more you're tapped into IDP Twitter and, and just shows like this and whatnot, you'll just start hearing the same names over and over again. And that's, that's a good place to start. Uh, Joey, what do you think? Well, you pretty much covered most everything. I'm also a, a stats and playing time guy. I do. When I watch film, it's pretty much only on rookies, upcoming rookies, but, uh, something to avoid is, uh, three, four outside linebackers. It's, you don't really want an outside linebacker to be one of your linebackers. There's not very many that are super productive. I mean, TJ Watts kind of like your, your best outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. And I mean, other than that, I think you're pretty much freaking hit the nail on the head. And it's Just, like, even with TJ Watt, um, he had some great games last year, but he also had, I don't know, more than a handful where he did nothing. Mm-hmm. If he didn't get a sack, then it was just a weak game. Right, right. So it's it's just another guy you're depending on a sack from a linebacker position. It's like, yeah, doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the next uh, question comes from Joseph G. Uh, he sent in the question via our contact form. Uh, he says, in a high-scoring IDP dynasty 1.5 PPR for tight end league, would you guys do this deal if you were me? Uh, he want, He's saying trading away Kenny Clark, Cam Jordan, and a 2023rd to receive Mark Andrews 205 and 506 uh, this year. Uh, he says his hopes would be to get Bosa or one of the Whites at 205, and he currently has 104, 105, 209, 210, and 211. That's all you, Joey. Yeah, I don't do that because he's got so many picks already in the, in the top group that he should just grab Bosa or White with one of those. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't he shouldn't get rid of Cameron Jordan for that. I mean, that's that's kind of like the guy that's there. I mean, Mar- you get Mark Andrews, but there's, what, three tight ends that are going to get playing time in Baltimore? You don't know who's going to play. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're talking about Hayden Hurst bulking up, so he's going to play more with a blocking role and good hands, so... You don't know who's going to be the top tight end there. I just think you're you'd be getting rid of too much just to get more rookie picks mm-hmm. when this, you already have a plethora of them in the first two rounds. Right, and this isn't the greatest rookie rookie draft either. Right. 
You can use one of those early picks to grab White or Bosa. Yeah, and if you can pair Bosa with Cam Jordan, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And if you have that many first and second round picks, you can probably get Noah Fant or TJ Hawk and still not worry about it. So there's your tight end. Mm-hmm. Yep, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so just everyone remember, you can call 313-986-1473, leave a voicemail, get on the show, uh, contact form for other questions. Um, and the easiest really is become a subscriber, get into our Slack chat. Um, you guys both know how much discussion is going on in that that subscriber chat. I mean, that thing's popping mm-hmm. all day. Um and we get to pretty much everything. We've we've been doing a good job of making sure yeah. no question goes unanswered. Um, I have to I have to turn my phone to silent while I'm at work because it just keeps going. Right. I'm like, sorry guys. Right. And <laughs> speaking of our contact form, Bill Cartwright, paging Bill Cartwright, please get at us, Bill. We would like to speak with you. Thank you. Yes, definitely. Uh, I think there was some requests made of Sean last last season that. Uh, we would like to make good on. That's right. We want to make your wishes come true. Check the rankings. All right. Now we're going to talk about um, our ADP that we've been collecting on the site. We're trying to make the you know kind of make this a regular segment. Go through uh, the new data as it comes in. Talk about uh, values and uh, things that we're seeing that are coming through uh, these data sets, which you can go uh, on idpguys.org and find uh, in the premium content. Uh, become a subscriber, one dollar a month, uh, twelve dollars a year. And uh, so this episode, we actually have. Uh, Joe on who is our uh, like basically rankings and ADP director. Uh, he's been running this for me. And um, how's that been going, Joe? It's, it seems like a very easy process. Would you say? It is. The only thing that's a pain is I'm literally in every single draft. <laughs> I think I've done uh, probably close to 16 ADP drafts already. Mm. Yeah. But it's actually... It, it's fun. Yeah. It's nice to see we get all the, everybody from our subscriber chats get in on it. I throw it on Twitter. Get Try to get as many people as I can to join in. Yeah. So basically, the way we create the ADP is uh, doing mock drafts, uh, a buttload of them, and then uh, we do like four or five in a, in a month, and then we put all that data together. Um, I did the logging for April, and... Man, that was uh, mm-hmm. a hell of a thing to do. So um, it'll give you some wrist cramps. Yeah, it was. I, I ended up, you know, getting the hang of it and going through it. But uh, so, Joe, talk a little bit about um, some of the value you've seen as you've been watching these drafts go on, and and maybe like if you've created any content around this. Yeah, there's a. I have written two articles based on ADP. Uh, the first one I did was a Devonta Freeman article. He's been consistently, so for April, his ADP, I believe, was at 50. And for this month, he was at 49.5. So it has not changed. And he's still the RB20. Mm. So he's literally the 20th running back off the board. And 
it's just because of his missed season last year. Yeah. And he, he could have come back last year. They said he would have he could have come back at the end of the season, but they decided not to because they weren't competing. So it's not like his injuries were career threatening. Mm-hmm. And previous to that year, he played 61 of a possible 64 games. He had three seasons over a thousand total yards. And I think all three of those seasons, he had over 10 touchdowns. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, no, I love uh, Freeman. He's one of those guys that I grabbed uh, in redraft. Uh, so I we have a keeper league, uh, like a home keeper league that John and I are in. Um, and it was, man, when he came out his rookie year, I kind of got... I, to, turned on to him and picked him at the end of the, the draft. And I've been keeping him since. And it's been, you know, it was such a great value. And it's interesting now because, like, he kind of peaked in value and then had the year off last season. And now, like, his his value is, like, settled down again. So you right. can buy just low that again. one season. Yeah, yeah, totally buy low. So what I, I based, I did an entire article of every different type of draft scenario you could do. You could start early by hammering down on wide receivers. So you get two stud wide receivers to start. Mm-hmm. And then you could follow that up either by grabbing another wide receiver. So you have your wide receiver set. You don't even really need to look till the late end of the draft to find a flyer to fill in. And then you can get Freeman in the fourth round to be your RB1. I mean, he's he's got the talent to be another RB1, mm-hmm. especially having not added another running back until I think it was the fifth round. So they have Ito Smith and, kill me if I pronounce this wrong, but Quadri Olison. Sure. That's it. <laughs> but, yeah, so they drafted him in the fifth round. So there's not really much behind him. There's not even a Tevin Coleman behind him to take carries away. There's just somebody who's – going to be there as more of a change of pace. Mm-hmm. So they don't have another good, very talented running back. Edo Smith played well, but he's not Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. So you do that, or you could go, if you were in the front end of the draft, you can go running back, grab one of those stud running backs, and then spend your next two picks on like a wide receiver, wide receiver, and then get Freeman. So then you have two really good wide receivers and two stud running backs. Or the other the other one I went with is you could go, you can go stud wide receiver, and then you can go a stud tight end. So either Zach Ertz, George Kittle, or uh, Travis Kelsey in the second because they're both going. They're all three of those are going. I think ADP between twenty and twenty eight. So you'll have to grab them in the third or the second, and then in the third round grab either Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, or Patrick Mahomes. And then grab Freeman in the fourth. So then you have pretty much a top tier person at each of the skill positions after your four rounds. So there's a million different ways you can go about it with Devonta Freeman and still have great position players. Mm -hmm. So there was that. Um, I also coming out soon, will have an article for late round linebackers. Uh, There's some guys whose ADP even after seasons they had last season is just terribly low. Uh, let's see who we had. So I, I hit on first some guys, you, some of the rookies you can grab late. Um, Cody Barton, he was drafted in the third round by Seattle. Uh, he might be able to see some steps this season, even without any injury, but 
KJ Wright's 30. He's coming off an injury-riddled season where he had surgery in preseason, only played five games. Uh, he's They weren't even sure if they were going to bring him back, so I don't think there's like a huge commitment, even though they gave him a two-year deal. If Barton can go in or if there's an injury to KJ Wright and Barton can go in and show he can play, then I think he could keep that position so he could have some good playing time throughout the season. Um, and then Jelani Tavai of mm. your beloved Lions. Yes. Is uh, the people he needs to beat out, the offense aren't that great. So <laughs> Christian Truth. Jones, he was well, with Chicago and then Detroit and I think everybody forgot he was even playing football. Mm-hmm. You never heard his name. Uh, who else does he have to be? I mean, honestly, I could see Jelani Tavai playing either weak side or middle. I I know Gerard Davis is there, but Gerard Davis is kind of like a thumper. He, he is not great in coverage, but he does get at the quarterback pretty good. I think he had six sacks last season, so they could even move him to a strong side, mm-hmm. sure up that side, and then play Tavai. And then maybe even bring in Diggs more often, play two linebackers, three safeties, because you did just draft Will Harris. Mm-hmm. So you could play Harris, Diggs, and um, probably going to be Tracy Walker, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I know they're talking about um, in Lions Twitter, uh, Tavai possibly spelling Davis and kicking him to uh, that, that strong side. So that's yeah. a possibility. Um, but those are the two rookies. I mean, outside of, of course, the two Devons, Devin White and Devin Bush. I didn't even include them. I just said everybody knows like some people are drafting them as their LB2 and some are even LB1 in their team. So mm-hmm. they're not dropping by any means in ADP. But then I got to the late round linebackers. So you have Kenny Young. He's going to be taking over the CJ Mosley spot in Baltimore. And even last year, he only played 35% of the team's snaps. And he still was, I think he was fifth on the team in tackles. And he had 51 tackles. So that's on pace for over 100 tackles easily. So Kenny Young is kind of a guy there. He's going, he currently has an ADP of 231. He's almost going undrafted. Mm -hmm. So that's a guy who's going to play a full complement of snaps. He's decent in coverage, too, so he doesn't need to come off the field. And he plays in a defense that has shown that middle linebackers are productive. So I think Kenny Young is a definite steal at 231. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. You have Anthony Hitchens. He only had 138 tackles last year. Granted, that's all he did was come up with tackles. But he's still going. His ADP right now is... 208.5 so he's still going in the 200s as well so you can wait all the way towards like the 17th 18th round and you can grab yourself an easy lb3 with lb2 upside so i like anthony hitchens there um and then even demario davis demario davis's adp right now is at 217 and man that guy is on like if you look at his statistics over his career, it's ridiculous. He he's almost like a legit hundred tackle guy every season. Let's see, over his six seasons as a starter, he averaged 109 tackles, 71 of those solo, eight tackles for a loss, and three sacks for six seasons. Mm. Yeah, 
And he's still going. I think his ADP is, let's see, he's 217. So there's another guy you could grab at towards the end of the draft to be an LB3 easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been grabbing uh, some of him. E- even though he's not my favorite guy at the price, I mean, you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the last guy I hit on was Todd Davis of Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh yeah. Todd Davis. All right. So he, he got better in coverage last year. He had a career high seven passes defended before that. Career he had high three. everything last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And before that, he only had three total for his career. So he's gotten better in coverage, even though he's not great, he's gotten better. Uh, everybody thought that the linebacker was a position that the Broncos were going to hit in the draft. And they really didn't actually, I don't think they did at all. I think they brought Joe Deneen Jr. in from Kansas as an undrafted free agent. And I think that was it. So it's literally Todd Davis and Josie Jewell and no competition. Hmm. So this is coming off a season where he had, I think, 114 tackles and those seven passes defended. And nobody's there to take his job. And his ADP is 227.75 still. Jesus. He's, He's just dropping off the face of the earth. It's ridiculous to me. And here, I, I want to, one thing I didn't hit on, which I wish I did, I want to look at right now is what Josie Jewell's ADP is. Because so I think he's actually going higher than Todd Davis. Let's see, let me get to the ADP real quick. Yeah, just real quick while we're talking ADP, I'm in a couple startups and uh, Zeke fell a little bit. Kamara, CMC, and Saquon all went before him. I think that's from the nightclub security, right. I think security people are guard getting thing. A little worried about it. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, if you can get Zeke middle round, middle first round, holy hell! Right, that's phenomenal. Let's see. Any other trends you're seeing in any of your startups? Yeah, James Conner fell a little bit too, which is weird. Um, but I, I guess people are scared of the the two headed monster thing everyone's talking about. Oh no, Josie Jules way back there. Josie Jules at two forty two, but still only seventeen picks after Todd Davis. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That whole situation blows my mind. Todd Davis should definitely be a lot higher than two twenty seven. But yes. other than that, I have noticed that the top DNs are starting to go a little lower. So Darius Leonard and Deion Jones. Deion Jones is now the first IDP being drafted as opposed to Daniil Hunter and Aaron Donald and Joey Bosa. Hmm. I think those three were up top, towards the top of the first IDPs being taken. Now it's Deion Jones. Hmm. I wonder why that is. I wonder if it has to do with uh, the people joining the um, the the mocks, you know, whoever just valuing jones as the safe pick yeah you know Um, well the thing with jones like jones does everything yeah jones can get you interceptions he'll get you passes defended he'll come up with sacks and he'll he's a tackle machine he is i'm i would say probably the best linebacker in the league Mm. i hate to say it but i i because i don't want anybody to quote me on it and say hey (laughs) whatever don't worry you will be quoted I know. It will happen. Go for it. Whatever. Your uh, uh, congratulations on getting over nine hundred subscribers on Twitter or uh, oh, thank you. follows thank on you. Twitter. Um, you are now in in for the you know all the shit <laughs> for what. Oh you yeah, say. I've you seen know. plenty of it. Yeah. Jeez, jeez. Um, 
All right. Well, uh, thank you uh, for coming on and talking ADP here. We're going to keep breaking this down and make sure that you guys out there uh, listening are going to idpguys.org. Subscribe to the site. Um, We we keep the price tag low um, so that it's easy. You know, we want everyone to share in uh, the the work that we're doing. Uh, we don't charge for the articles or anything like that, but um, we are offering more and we want to keep it low so that everyone get into it. And then that we can kind of, you know, help um, it, it helps fund these projects so that we can um, get more and more to you. Uh, so with that, let's move on to a new segment. We're going to try out here. Um, kinda, we had a suggestion from one of our writers and it kind of fell into this uh, this this idea. We're gonna pull a, um, a a clip from the previous season. It'll be about a player. Um, I'm gonna play it. I obviously know who it is. So uh, John here and Joe is gonna try and based on the context, uh, guess who it is, and then we'll talk about that player uh, and you know what the new analysis is. Uh, so without further ado. You know, just because someone wants to start beef on Twitter doesn't mean that they're right. Hmm. Just wow. Mm-hmm. Who could that be about? Where was, where where were people having issues last year? I mean, there's always issues on Twitter. Yeah. So, uh, one point for being able to guess the player that we're talking about. Two points if you can guess the episode number. Ugh. Oh man. John, you were on the episode, so that's you on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last year, huh? Um, mm-hmm. Twitter beef. We're going to talk about this is about September, late September, early October. Mm, I don't know. Bobby Wagner. Bob, starting beef, Bobby Wagner? What? What's your <laughs> guess there, uh, Joey? Uh, shit. Rashad Jones. Mm. It's an interesting one. Um, the answer is Khalil Mack. So oh, if you remember, yes, yes, uh, everyone was shitting on Mack for the trade, right, um, to right. Chicago, right, and 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 one of the uh, the old school IDP geniuses, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, was saying that his value remained exactly the same as a linebacker as it did a defensive end, um, yep. and that's completely wrong and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. so that. That started a whole Twitter beef going on, um, which back then, you know, that was some some major beef uh, for this this season, though. It's that seems more along the lines yeah, of some hot dog that, beef. That's like a Tuesday now. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, this, been, this offseason has been crazy. But um, yeah, yeah. Khalil Mack. So what do you think of him as a player? Um, we've seen him now as you know as a chicago bear as a chicago bear right um, bears. we've seen him in the linebacker position mm-hmm. um obviously i mean you it doesn't matter if he was a defensive end he would be more valuable mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. where Definitely. do you value him as a linebacker um i'm not taking him as a linebacker uh i'm you, not either right i'm staying away yeah mm-hmm. and, and yahoo's got the dual designation so i'm i'm happy taking him there but other than that i i don't want any part of it yeah, I'm not taking him as a linebacker. You don't want a linebacker to give you 50 tackles and 10 sacks. Mm-hmm. Mm, there we go. Um, so with that, let's. Uh, oh, I got I got one. Oh, OK. Let's hang on. Give me one second. I got to bring it up. All right. So you guys are going to guess what this is. All right. Ready? 
Did you guys get that? Hold on, one more time. All right, what was that? Joe, uh, you want to try this one? That was, what's her name? Shit in her pants. Demi Lovato? That's, yes. That's right. That was Demi Lovato filling her drawers up with poop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Any, oh, any hot takes on Demi Lovato this season? Uh, I think she'll piss herself. <laughs> <laughs> I think she needs to stay away from Chipotle. <laughs> uh, well, speaking yeah. of Chipotle, let's bring back a segment Ooh, that we did in yeah. Thanksgiving and updated a little bit. Uh, Memorial Day was just uh, last week, last week, and everyone was, uh, you know, enjoying the, the sunshine, the family. And the cookouts. Johnny, you want to intro this segment? Absolutely. So last year during Thanksgiving, we did a food segment and we went through all the Thanksgiving foods and whether we liked them or didn't and what they best equate to as a IDP or offensive player, why, why we like them, why we don't, um, and just kind of matching it to food. So we figured that was pretty successful. Let's bring it back, but let's do it barbecue style this year. So We'll go through each food and we'll all give our take on why we like it or why we don't and what player best equals that food. Mm. Uh, I think you're going to like it. So we're going to start with steak, right? Mm. Steak is like the MVP of cookout food, right? It's expensive. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. It's hard to screw it up, right? It's, it's grill marks, bud. Grill marks. That's it, man. It's 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 delicious and expensive, though. That's mm-hmm. the part I'm looking at. Is it is it's mm-hmm. expensive, and for me, my steak this year is Darius Leonard. He's delicious. Uh, he had 160 something tackles last year. He's probably going to have another great year this year, but he's too expensive for me, right? I I don't make enough money to afford steak all the time. I don't have enough draft capital to get Darius Leonard, especially where I've seen him going in some of these startups this year. He's going like fifth round, sixth round in dynasty startups, which is bad shit crazy. Um, And it'll be that way across the board. A lot of people are convinced that he'll have the same type of year this year. And I think he's due for regression. And I think the hype is just a little too crazy for me. So he's too expensive for my taste. What do you you guys think on steak? Uh, I'm a big fan of steak. Uh, A little salt and pepper, 400 degrees. A minute each side. Mm-hmm. Give me some red in the middle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, my steak, you're right, though. It is very expensive. I, I'll i get it. Like every other barbecue, I'll get it. Not every time. But my steak would be Aaron Donald. Not, not a fan of Aaron Donald this year as much. He's very pricey. He's usually the first, second, or third end uh, or lineman off the board. But if you look at what happened last year, he had a career season with over 20 sacks. It was the only season he spent with another good tackle next to him. Like a Dominican Sioux was next to him. And he went from 13 sacks, which I believe was a career high, to 20 sacks. And I think any time before that, it was either 13, 10, or 11. And then he gets Sue, and he's got 20. And now Sue's gone, and they didn't really replace Sue with anybody that's going to blow your mind. So I think Donald has some regression back to maybe like the 14, 15 sack range. So he's my stake too expensive. Expect the regression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, man, I I agree with you guys love steak. Um, It is one of my favorite foods. 
uh, I often go out of my way to go to the steakhouse uh, to eat good steak. Uh, I was a butcher. I currently work at a restaurant. Uh, love steak. So, and obviously agree, you know, it's something you got to save up for. Maybe you get it once, uh, you know, in a while. Uh, you, It's definitely an occasion when you do it. Uh, so my steak, and I'm going offense on this one, is Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. If you look mm. at his ADP right now, um, he is, according to the IDP guys, ADP, uh, the offense and IDP uh, combined, he is at the beginning of the third round. He is QB1. Um, yep. And based off last year, deservedly so, uh, he had a major breakout, uh, 50 total touchdowns, if I am correct. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he is the creme de la creme as far as last year. Uh, and so he's being valued that way. I think there might be some regression after, you know, the loss of some major pieces in Kansas city due to unfortunate circumstances. Uh, but I think there's still the ability for him to put up great numbers, um, and still be top five. Uh, but it's expensive. He's QB one. And that third round, that beginning of the third round, I just, you know, maybe I'll get it one of my leagues this year. Maybe I'll I'll go that way, but most likely not. Oh, absolutely. All right. Second food item is the hot dog. Staple of any barbecue. The hot dog is edible, but it's also made up of gross, disgusting parts, right? It, it's all the crap everyone throws away. They just throw it in a casing and you throw it on the grill, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's not the greatest thing uh, ingredients-wise, uh, just like Rashad Jones, right? So Rashad Jones has traditionally been one of, like, the top three safeties IDP-wise for the last four or five years here. But last season, not only did he not land in that area, but he refused to play in a game, took himself out of a game, um, and was kind of supplanted by Micah Fitzpatrick and TJ McDonald on his own team. Mm -hmm. So he, I mean, when you're pulling yourself out of the game, uh, that's not ideal. That's kind of gross. So uh, my hot dog is Rashad Jones. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, hot dogs, they're pretty tasty, but they're freaking disgusting. It's like you scrape the, <laughs> the you scrape the bottom of the freaking butcher floor and throw it in a casing and throw it on a grill. Mm-hmm. So my hot dog is going to be Gerard Davis. It's going to taste good. You're going to get yourself maybe like seven tackles a game, but it's going to look like shit happening. (laughs) (laughs) I think the, I think the lions were like bottom five in the league and missed tackles. And I feel like he was a big reason for it. So just imagine if he didn't miss those tackles, he could possibly be maybe not a steak, but maybe a hamburger. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I do like hot dogs. I, I won't lie. You know, it's one of those things where you go, you, you don't like, you don't get excited over it. But you know, a good ballpark wiener. Uh, I'll, I'll put that in my <laughs> buns. And I'll spread some some condiments on it, and I'll shove that in my mouth. Uh, I have no oh. problem doing that. Uh, but you know, it's not. It, it's it. It's whatever. You know. So my hot dog is Miles Jack. Um, he's. He's worth it. I would. He's got a um, 
What's his ADP right now is at 150. He's linebacker 22 in our drafts. Um, he's someone, it's decent value. But, you know, last year we hyped him up to be, you know, moving from, he moved from what, strong side to middle? Mm-hmm. And we thought he was going to, you know, explode because he had great uh, tackle numbers the year before at strong side. Uh, going to the middle, which would have been, you know, could have been an even better position for him. And he just kind of like fell flat. You know, he he produced uh, over the, the long run. He put up uh, good numbers, but he just he sputtered out the gate. It just wasn't, you know, didn't feel exactly right. So that's my hot dog. Yeah, his consistency was off, which that that works for hot dogs as well. You it know? does. You, you get the growth. <laughs> Get the Groat and Weagle, and then or yeah. a Muckies, Groat and Weagle, or a Muckies. Right, yeah. right. Consistency. It's all about that. All right. So, third course in our meal today is hamburger. Hamburger is also a classic for any barbecue. It is edible, but it's not something that I want to eat personally. I'm just not into it. Uh, and for me, that's C.J. Mosley this year at where he's going and what people think he's going to do. Um, yeah, sure. He's talented. He's great. He always puts up good numbers, but he's also sitting next to Avery Williamson and he has Jamal Adams behind him. Um, so I think he's going to have a little bit of a drop off and I'm just not interested in the price where he is right now. So that's my hamburger, CJ Mosley. What do you guys got? Go for it, Joey. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a big hamburger guy myself. Uh, it's, it's kind of that thing you put on your plate first and then it's just soaks up all the other crap from your other food. So I'm going to pass on it. Uh, I, my hamburger, which surprising coming from me is actually going to be Nick Bosa. Mm. I know he, but he's the, he's the 19th D lineman coming off the board, which is middle of the road. But I think that D Ford is going to have a better season than Nick Bosa. And I just don't want to spend much time on somebody who already has issue with his hamstring i mean d ford's going d lineman 26 bose is going 19 so i'm gonna wait seven more d lineman grab a guy who's just coming off a career year moving into a nice situation with good talent across from him Mm -hmm. my hamburger all righty so uh this is interesting and this is one of the reasons i love this segment because not only are we talking about players but we're debating food and i'm a big guy um, but the big thing for me is hamburgers to me, it's what you build your plate around when you go to a, uh, a barbecue, a, a cookout. It's usually like the first thing I'm beelining towards. It's the, it's the, um, the food that I know that I'm going to get going into the cookout. Um, so, you know, I, I like that, you know, that the building around building my, my plate around this food, um, and so I'm going Quan Alexander here because he's that linebacker that you're going to you're going into your draft and you're going to build your team around this guy. Um, he, he's right now an ADP linebacker six. Just making that move from um, uh, shit. Tampa. Tampa. Thank you. Uh, to San Francisco where he was great in Tampa, moving to a, a possibly even better position uh, in San Francisco. Uh, Joe, you're the San Francisco fan here. Uh, what do you think of Quan there uh, on your team? I'm a big fan of Quan. He's a 
He's a great talent. I think it'll be good for Fred Warner, too. Mm-hmm. Juan can kind of take over calling the defense, and Fred can just focus on doing what he does well, and that's tackle. Yeah. So, you know, like I'm saying, you go into your draft, you're you're expecting some Quan Alexander. He's got a good price tag. You can get in there. He does. Uh, build your plate around him uh, and just enjoy it with, you know, some pickles, some, some mustards, ketchup. <sighs> Uh, if there is coleslaw, definitely throw that shit in there, too. I love hamburgers. I'm going to tell you this. If you decide to talk about pickles and mustard again with any of my 49ers, I'm going to slap you because they're both <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, all righty. Next course is potato salad. Now, for this guy right here, potato salad is gross. It gets warm. It attracts flies. It's uh, just not appetizing, much like Vontez Perfect. Uh, Vontez Perfect also attracts flies and um, is gross. Uh, so let's see. If he can manage to stay healthy, which is a giant if, you're pretty much penciling him in for a game, or game to three every year that he's hurt. But even if he's not hurt, he's doing something stupid, right? He's stopping on someone or concussing someone or doing something that's generally ridiculous and getting suspended for it. Um, you know, death taxes, Vontaze perfect suspension, like those, (laughs) those three things for sure. Uh, so I'm going to pass, especially with this year's situation at over in Oakland with Brandon Marshall and Whitehead. Um, just not seeing who's going to be the guy there yet. It's going to be a wait and see thing for me. So I'm passing. What do you guys think about potato salad? Uh, personally, I'm a fan of the potato salad, but I know a lot of people don't. Uh, I like the German style. It's a little more vinegar based, but Ooh, like, tag. Mm. what's that? Guten Tag. You see, yeah. Or we, yeah. Yeah. Yes. My chaisa, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but not many people like potato salad. So my guy who to me is very tasty, but not many people like is who I mentioned earlier, Todd Davis. Just mm. dropping down to 227 in the draft. And I'm going to take him at 227. I'll probably take him before that and then look at everybody in the face and say, you should have had some potato salad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I love Todd Davis. Well, I love potato salad. So I usually go for it. Uh, I love it with mustard. I love it German. And I love it just regular white mayonnaise potato salad. Um, The one thing about it is you're kind of 50 50 you know you go to a cookout you don't know how long that potato salad's been sitting out so you might be going in getting some delicious potatoes and mayonnaise and whatever they put into it um or you could get a nice case of uh swamp. Or i was gonna go with swamp ass but yeah, yeah that, that'd do it too uh so my potato salad is deontay foreman um, he's a running back with a good price tag. Uh, he is consensus, uh, two Oh one and about running back 42. I think he's got, he's, he's put in some good work, uh, in previous seasons kind of broke out. Was that two years ago? I think, uh, mid season. Uh, and you know, he, he's a guy you can take a shot on. Um, he's, he's good value. Um, and, but you, you're running a risk he might not do anything. He might not do what you want him to do. Uh, he might cause you to shit the bed. Um, so that's, that gets messy. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's my potato salad, Deontay Foreman. Mm. Excellent. And you're fucking disgusting with all this mustard talk, sir. (laughs) Dude, I love mustard. What what is Uh, wrong with you? You like uh, German food, but you don't like mustard. Yes. 
I'm oh. just gonna say yes. Yeah, I hate mustard. Only only gray poupon for this guy. Pardon me. Can you <laughs> pass just the gray poupon? In it. <laughs> All righty. Staying with the salad uh, tossing, um, we'll mm. go with uh, fruit salad. Fruit salad is healthy. Uh, it's also boring, just like Jordan Poyer. Uh, Jordan Poyer <laughs> is going to do the same thing for you every year. He's going to be right around 100 combined tackles. He's going to be a fairly consistent safety, but he's not going to have a Jamal Adams type day for you. He's not going to have a Derwin James type day for you, or at least nearly as often as those guys do. So while you're getting consistent, decent production, uh, you're never going to have those weak winning games that those other top end safeties can put up. So that's why I generally pass on healthy yet boring Jordan Poyer. Uh, what do you guys think? Fruit salad. I, I'm right with you there. It's kind of boring. I, I'll usually pass on it just because there's so much other unhealthy food that I should be <laughs> putting into my body. But uh, my fruit salad's Miles Jack. Mm. Miles Jack. I mean, this year he may be good for you. He may taste good just because Telvin Smith. I hate him. He's uh he's out this year, so he might put up some good tasty numbers for you, but he's pretty freaking boring. You'll watch him. He'll he'll maybe get you a hundred tackles, and that's it. Do you think he he could be a, a a tasty treat? Tasty treat that I'm staying away from. Yeah, yeah. So uh, fruit salad for me is you know pretty pretty much how you um, describe. It's healthy. It's boring. I don't know, like I might grab it if it's a good fruit salad, like, you know, big, big pineapples, um, you know, juicy watermelon. Um, but most of the time it's that stuff you get from the store and it looks kind of crappy. Um, my fruit salad is Cortland Sutton. Uh, I feel like he's going to be a decent wide receiver at a good price. Uh, he's got a ADP of like 93 wide receiver, 31, someone you can grab probably your your wide receiver two wide receiver three i think he's gonna have a good year i've got him on i think one team and you know i think he'll do all right am i excited about it and no not really but right i mean with joe flacco there there's only so much he can do so mm. yeah. all righty uh next tasty treat is mac and cheese Ooh. Mac and cheese is a staple. It's consistently good, consistently delicious. Uh, it's always a winner. Uh, you can't go wrong with mac and cheese, just like you can't go wrong with Snacks Harrison, right? Uh, as long as he's not stuck in a 3-4 at nose tackle, uh, you're guaranteed damn near 80 combined tackles out of the defensive tackle slot, which is about as good as it gets. It's him, oh, yeah. him Buckner, and God uh, as far as defensive tackles. So uh, he's super consistent. My only issue is he's getting a little bit long in the tooth, but uh, you still get a few good years out of him. Uh, my mac and cheese is Snacks Harrison. What do you guys got? So my mother makes this amazing baked mac and cheese. It's literally, it's four types of cheese. It's got a little bit of, I think, I don't even know what she uses for the breadcrumbs over the top, and then condensed milk, and then she bakes mm. it for like 40 minutes. It's phenomenal. So I love mac and cheese. I'm a big fan of mac and cheese. Always a winner in my book. My mac and cheese, and it has been for a couple of years, Levante David. Mm. Guy, guy always performs. I, I drafted him his rookie year, and he's just been there for me ever since. And he, he's the LB13 right now, ADP-wise. 
I'm definitely okay with that. I'll take him as my LB2 any day. And if I'm drafting others early, I'll use him as my LB1. I really don't care. He's very good. And I love me some Levante David. Nice, nice. Mm. So I I really love mac and cheese. We can all agree mac and cheese is great. Um, but I will fight you over the best mac and cheese, which is made by my girlfriend. And now this mac and cheese is expensive. So this player is going to be expensive, but it's worth it and it's good. And it comes uh, with it's kind of like your your mom's uh, multiple cheeses uh, has goat cheese in it. So it it really gives that twist. Um, We pay up for the noodles. uh, So we get rather than your normal macaroni, uh, we get uh, uh, cavatappi. So, you know, spiraled and uh, ridged. So really grabs that that For her nice, pleasure. yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that cheese and holds on tight. Um, so you know we we make it on uh, special occasions. My my girlfriend makes it on special <laughs> occasions. Uh, she's in the background right now uh, commenting, but she's got to make sure you're making it right. <laughs> uh, so it is delicious. It is a uh, something you you build your your what you're giving out to people around it. It's people go for it. They're talking about it all the time. My delicious gourmet Mac and cheese, Derwin James, Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. top defensive back. His ADP is expensive. He is a DB two consensus ADP 96. Uh, So he, you know, you're, you're paying up for him, but he's worth it. And when you've got him on your team, you just sit back and go, oh, that is that is great. So mm, I, I can see that. All right. Uh, next one. Ribs, right? Ribs. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Meaty perfection. Heaven on a bone, even. Uh, my ribs this year is Tremaine Edmonds, right? A lot of chit chat. A lot of chit chat on IDP Twitter. Tremaine Edmonds going to be LB1 this year. And he's in the perfect situation. This, that and the other. And, you know, I could see it. I could definitely see it. You've got bad offense, ideal position on the defense, good home stat crew, uh, talented, right place, right time. Everything lines up for him to be definitely in the top five LBs this year. Um, So, yeah, my ribs, which is one of my favorite meats, is definitely Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, What do you guys think? Ribs is top notch for me. I love ribs. It's my thing. I bought a smoker just so I could make smoked ribs and I do it well. Oh, man. Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl, I have to come by next time and bring you some. It's yeah. phenomenal. I, I want some ribs, man. Now that you're talking about it, we got to do a thing this summer and get some totally ribs. in. Let's do this. So, my ribs. Yeah. Roquan Smith. Ooh. Roquan Smith started off slow last year after he held out a little while, but. From, let's see, week five forward, he had one, two, three, four, five, six games of 10 or more tackles, and a seventh game he had nine. He had four sacks within that period, uh, as well as an interception. Uh, He just gets it done. He's got, I mean, Danny Trevathan is a good companion next to him, but he's not a guy that's going to eat in too much of Smith's production. And he finished with 121 tackles last season, five sacks. And I think he's just going to go up from there. I don't think it's going to get any worse. He showed great improvement throughout the season. And 
he's my man. In our ADP, he's one behind Tremaine Edmonds. Mm-hmm. And I am willing to bet he finishes one in front of Edmonds. Nice. Uh, yeah, so, I, I, man, we're, we're in agreement here. Ribs, delicious. They're one of those foods where you, you're just, you're happy to get it. It's not always there. Um, and when you do, you, you dive in it, it, it's like soul food, like it, it down deep. You feel happy, uh, when you, when you've got that. Um, and for me, that is filled, uh, by Mr. Damon Snacks Harrison mm. because he's a great player. He's awesome, uh, in fantasy football being on your, on your team. He's got a decent price. Um, uh, our ADP, he's 200 uh so you know i i think that's a little affected because him being a defensive tackle and we had a compa- uh compiled dl so but if you've got that dt sl- dt slot and especially for me i'm getting snacks early and it comes with that added he's a lion and i'm a lions fan so like he hits me like soul food deep in my soul I enjoy it. I, I get to watch him every week. And uh, yeah, and I just was really happy with that trade, him going to uh, to Detroit. Mm, absolutely. All righty. Next course is chicken. All right. So barbecue chicken. Uh, served plain, it can be kind of boring, but with the right rub or sauce, it could be incredibly good. Just like Chris Jones. At defensive end, somewhat boring, right? Uh, probably end of tier one, start a tier two guy. Uh, but at defensive tackle, he's incredibly good. That makes him Buckner snacks and him as the top three, uh, un, un, undoubtedly, undoubted. Like that's, that's where he is. Uh, so if I can get Chris Jones as a defensive tackle, which he currently is at, but we'll see what happens with these position changes. Uh, that's, that's where I want him as a good piece of chicken. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of chicken. I am. You're right. It has to be seasoned or marinated correctly. Uh, And if it's not marinated correctly, it could be crap. Uh, So my chicken is actually Jordan Hicks. Jordan Mm -hmm. Hicks was in Philly, showed out pretty well, but he had other things, other hamburgers to deal with, like Nigel Bradham and whatnot. Now he's going to Arizona, fresh situation. New seasoning, nobody to fight for tackles with. He's got Hassan Reddick who's moving inside as this is first year as a full time in the middle. And I think Hicks could really lead that defense. So he's going to be my chicken, my seasoned chicken. Nice. So as you had pointed out that chicken, you, you've got, there's, there's varieties there. You can have really good chicken. You can have plain chicken and then you can season it wrong end up with some lemon monstrosity that you just want to give to the dog and he doesn't even want to eat it. Um, so my chicken is Kyle Rudolph. Um, I <laughs> he can be really good. He's had great seasons, uh, depending on his quarterback, uh, depending on the targets and, and, and the games and everything. But then sometimes, you know, he just slips down. He's got a decent, um, uh, price tag. I have picked, I have, targeted him in a couple leagues and got him. Uh, the one thing that interests me is the chance that he might get traded. Um, that that's a talk that is currently going on. And so that, you know, that seasoning might, might switch up there. 
um, and it might get better. So there you go. My chicken is Kyle Rudolph. Hmm. I can see that. Alrighty. Getting to the home stretch here. Uh, next one is Tuna Mac, uh, as suggested by Joey here. Um, I I find Tuna Mac completely disgusting, just like <laughs> just like Eddie Skidmarks Jackson, right? Mm. Uh, safety, um, who actually, if you look at his numbers as a whole, had had some pretty good pretty good year last year. Has some pretty good years, but it's when you get into the week to week that you start to see the problems. He's big play dependent. And those are not consistent. So as many great weeks as you'll have, you'll have an equal number of shit weeks. And for me, it's safety. I'm just looking for consistency. And uh, that's not something that Eddie Skidmarks Jackson is in possession of. And that is my tuna mac. What do you guys got? My tuna mac. So tuna mac's delicious when it's fresh, (laughs) but it spoils easy. So if you leave it out, it could go bad. Quan Alexander oh. is a phenomenal uh, linebacker. I love that he's there. I am worried about his injury history. Mm. So if if he can't stay on the field, he becomes a left out tuna mac. Ooh. If he can stay on the field, he is a fresh tuna mac. <laughs> and that is my tuna mac. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, uh, tuna mac. It is something I very much choose not to eat uh, at a barbecue, even though I love it. Um, I assume that whatever is out there has been sitting there for at least an hour. And as you know, I said in the potato salad, you sit, let it sit out too long, it goes bad. Tuna mac goes bad much faster. Um, you're talking, you got fish involved. Uh, that's going to be smelling disgusting. Uh, so I will not even go near it. I'm not having any of that. Um, so that is Khalil Mack for me. Mm. I'm, I'm not going towards it. Uh, sure, I might. If I did take a pick, uh, pick at it, I, it probably tastes delicious. Um, but I don't want any of it. And I'm pretty sure it's tainted. Mm. All right. I can see that. Okay. Uh, next course is corn on the cob, which is delicious, especially with some butter and salt. Mm, mm, mm. Outstanding. But corn on the cob is the same going in as it is coming out, right? <laughs> you can see that corn in your poop the next day and oh, yeah. uh, nothing's changed, right? So for me, my guy that's the same every single week, all the time, uh, and if you were to eat them, you'd crap them out and he'd look the same would be Kendall Fuller. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't talked corner that much because consistency is tough to come by. We usually all just stream unless it's, you know, an outlier type thing. And Kendall Fuller is an outlier. So because Kansas City has such an explosive offense, they're usually up early and forcing the other team to throw often. Um, and more than they want to. And that brings Kendall Fuller into the fold. He tends to get targeted quite a bit and is usually good for five or six combined tackles a game as a corner, and that's outstanding. So Kendall Fuller is my corn on the cob. Uh, My corn on the cob, I like to take some tinfoil, put it in there, lime juice, and some Parmesan cheese. Cover it up, throw it on the grill. It's a crazy combo, but it's... Freaking delicious. But as Johnny mentioned, when you eat it, 
it comes out looking exactly the same, just with a different partner. <laughs> different partner. So my corn on the cob is Anthony Hitchens. What you're going to get from him every single week is you're going to get eight tackles. And eight tackles, and that's it. No pass defense, no tackles for a loss, no sacks, no interceptions. You're going to get eight tackles week one. You're going to get eight tackles week 16. Corn on the cap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this, uh, this metaphor of uh, going out as it comes in. Uh, and so for my corn on the cob, a guy that has, you know, gone through a couple different places, looks pretty much the same. Uh, Calais Campbell. Mm. He's a great, mm. uh, I, I like him as a player. A lot of that comes from, um, the uh, hard knocks episode that he or uh, season he was in with Arizona. Um, but I've been following him and he's been on my teams and he's just consistent and he'll go uh, from Arizona to um, he's a Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To Jacksonville. He's the same guy. He's he, he puts it in. He does the work and uh, I, I enjoy it. Mm. Okay. All right, home stretch here. We're into drinks. Uh, first drink at a barbecue would be beer, right? Everyone's drinking beers. And beers are great while you're drinking beers, right? But then you drink too many beers. And the next day, you either shit your pants or you're puking in the parking lot before going into work. Uh, you know, it's just usually never good, right? So it's a great regular season thing. But fantasy playoffs, you're shitting your pants. Much like Kiko Alonso who had a great week one through 15 last year, but then had zero points in week 16, uh, which is kind of when you needed him. Mm. So Kiko Alonso is uh, the, the runny, watery diarrhea from drinking too much beer. Oh, yeah. Jesus, beer shits. Mm-hmm. All right, my beer, same deal, drink too much, wake up the next morning, you feel like shit. Seems like a great idea when you did it but ends up as a horrible idea. And it hits me right in the heart this season, Telvin Smith. Mm. Mm-hmm. I drafted him to be my LB1, and I think it was literally the next day he decides he's not playing football in 2019, and I wanted to shit myself. So yeah. he is my beer diarrhea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I I enjoy some brewskis, some beers. Uh, Cider, a couple. Couple, yeah, well, okay, I'm drinking ciders tonight, <laughs> whatever. But you know what I'm, I'm saying, you know, I I intend to binge uh, often. And sometimes you look back after you've binged and you see them all laid out over the course of your evening. Um, and you're like, oh, shit, tomorrow's going to suck. Uh, and that player for me is Matthew Stafford. Mm. Because generally, this is a little different. I mean, he does, um, the end of the year's, into the season does kind of suck. But for me, I drink that Kool-Aid. And then next thing I know, I got six leagues with QB Matthew Stafford in them. Uh, I've binged uh, Stafford in my drafts and I am now shitting my pants going, well, I hope he has a good season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right, last two. Uh, Next drink at a barbecue is water, right? Water is boring, but it's also the best thing for you. It keeps you hydrated, good for you, no calories, that kind of thing. 
Bobby Wagner is water. He is boring, but he's going to do the same thing for you every year. 120, 130 combined tackles. Um, you know, you're going to get pretty consistent production every game. Nothing super flashy about him, but you're going to get good production. So that's my water. Uh, let's see. My water, same deal. It's good for you. It's same deal. Buda Baker. Mm. Buda Baker is a guy who's going to get you tons and tons of tackles. He, his running mate, Antoine Bethay, went to the Giants this year, who had himself over 100 tackles. So since Baker's come in, he started seven games in 17, had 60 tackles, played 14 games in 18, had 102. Doesn't do too much else, but you know he's going to get you close to 100, if not over 100 tackles. That's it. Mm. Water. There you go. So, yeah, following that trend of, you know, good, little bland. You need to drink it, though. Um, Cam Jordan for me. I think that he is a solid player to have on your team. He's one of those guys that kind of gets overlooked a little bit. Um, and, you know, he's, he's got good value uh, in our April ADP. Um, he was defensive lineman nine. So you can you can kind of wait and you can pick him after some of the high, the bigger names go and, you know, have good production and, and, a, and a good player on your team. Mm, absolutely agreed all right last one is soda soda is not great for you but it's also not terrible for you it's uh it can be delicious um it's kind of like Calais campbell um while he's not a spring chicken anymore you'll still get double digit sacks out of him every year uh so you know he's not great dynasty wise but he's pretty solid for production for at least this year so he's my soda there you go. Let's see, my soda, it's going to be TJ Watt. Mm. TJ Watt, he's good for you if he's having a good sack week. If he's not having a good sack week, he's nothing for you. So soda seems great at first. Draft him high. Expect a lot from him. But then he's going to have those weeks where he does nothing for you. So you're just sitting there dehydrated and on a sugar high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. TJ Watt. There you go. Yeah. Along those lines, um, you know, my soda, the guy that, uh, you know, it's tasty. He's tasty and you want to get some of that, but it's not necessarily the best for you is uh, Mr. Fred Warner um, out of San Francisco. Uh, He's got a decent price tag. Uh, 236 linebacker, 48. Uh, I think he's going to have good production this year, but you know, there's, it's kind of up in the air. He had a breakout year last year. Um, I don't know. Uh, you got anything else to add on Fred Warner there, Joey, you are the San Francisco fan. I like Fred Warner better this year just because of the addition of Juan yeah. Alexander. Yeah, for sure. Fred, he doesn't have to focus on running the defense anymore, so he can just focus on making plays. I think that's huge for him. And he still had 124 tackles last year. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. That's my soda. Yeah. So that was our picnic barbecue segment. Delicious. Yeah. Johnny the Greek. All righty. 
So, looking at some bets here. Um, didn't want to touch the NBA. I mean, uh, Toronto went up a game to nothing, which was outstanding. Really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Uh, NHL, I'm, I'm not exactly an expert on either. Uh, so I started looking at next year's early lines and something caught my eye. Um, so instead of the traditional Super Bowl defending champion opening up on Thursday night, uh, this Thursday, cause it's the what 50th anniversary of the NFL, um, they're going to do Packers bears, which is hundred hundred. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Hundredth anniversary. So this is one of the quote all time rivalries. So that's the idea behind this is they're doing a huge rivalry game to start the season and the Packers are getting four points. Uh, if y'all remember last year, the first game, the Packers and bears played, uh, bears had their number in the first half and then Rogers came back on one leg and made them look stupid in the second half. <laughs> um, I think this is going to be a completely different Packers team with the coaching change. I mean, we all saw the story about, McCarthy and Rodgers and how they didn't get along and it caused all kinds of issues. Uh, I think this is a bounce back year for the Packers and I think they definitely getting four points is, is beautiful. This is going to be a close game uh, that I think the Packers will probably win. So if you're getting four at minus one fifteen, so that's like $10 get you like $9 20 cents, something like that. That's, that's not bad. That's a good first bet of the year. Like right there. Um, might be a little early to put it in just cause training camp hasn't happened yet. Someone could blow an ACL, but, uh, I mean, for now that, that looks like a pretty solid bet. I, I'm probably going to be getting in on that one. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Oh, I agree. That's, that's, I think the Packers are going to be much better this year than they were last year. Rogers is finally, he's going to have his head in, into the game this year. I think last year his head was just kind of him and McCarthy. It was, he was just stuck in not wanting to play in that system. He wanted, he needed something new. And I think getting a fresh coach in there is going to be great for Rogers. So plus he's got himself a pretty decent tight end in Jimmy Graham. And he's got Jay Sternberger, who I think is going to be somebody who jumps out towards the end of the season as one of his more, one of his favorite targets. Mm. Not going to lie. Nice. That's, that's, that's a little hot take of mine for the rookies. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah, no. But I, I, I do, I would take that bet definitely. Mm. Yep. Uh, so I, I'm on it for that too. Um, so make sure and subscribe to the show. Uh, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. You can go onto the website, idpguys.org. Uh, there's a sidebar where there is links to those as well as an RSS feed to get us in the podcatcher of your choice. Follow us on Twitter. I am at Nate Cheat. John is at Orangeman3142. And Joey, our special guest, is at Joey the Tooth IDP. Um, make sure and go to the website and sign up for our premium content. It's $1 a month, $12 a year. Uh, we keep that price low. You get access to, uh, the ADP, the rankings, uh, the Slack channel, uh, for subscribers. Also, we are launching, um, some amazing new stuff coming, uh, as early as this week, this Tuesday, um, looking at projection models, um, that will show you for three years in the future. Um, and you can utilize as well as we've got a trade calculator coming, which is going to be IDP and offense. Um, something that I don't know where I could find, where you could find that. So we will have it. Um, and and a lot of other things coming down the pike. Um, make sure if you're interested in our listener leagues, uh, they were 
a great success last year. This year, we're putting some money on it. Uh, we want to offer prizes. So the buy-in is $30. Uh, that comes with a free subscription for a year to the website. So if you're already kind of on the fence of whether or not you want to get a subscription or try it out, the listener leagues are awesome. Get into that, have a chance at money, and get that as uh, a, a, an you know another great aspect of the listener league. So go to idpguys.org/shop, and you can uh, pay for the dues right there. Um, it then sends me an email. I send you the the invites and everything. It's quick, painless process. Um, but with that, it was a great show. Um, glad to have you here, Joe. We need to get it was together. A blast soon uh yeah, i want man. i want some of those ribs uh that corn on the cob sounded delicious mm-hmm. like i love the barbecue so you gotta have us over man i will definitely I've, I've been working in the yard a lot so i got the beautiful backyard y'all can just hang out in yeah have a couple brews eat some mm-hmm. some ribs some corn it's good Oof, and just fall asleep no. <laughs> there we go tony right. johns for life So Game of Thrones talk is over. Uh, We're going to continue the after show a little bit here. Uh, We've got some interesting topics to talk to Joey here about. Um, Johnny, you want to kick off the uh, the questions there? Yeah, yeah. So last time we had Joey on, there was a thriving small rodent black market going on in your backyard. Let's get an update on that. Uh, It's still going on. And... uh... My rabbit's friend, little chipmunk there, is fatter than ever to the point where I've <laughs> named him Theodore because he's Ooh. the fat chipmunk. <laughs> Does it so, sing for you? Yeah, the first time. So we have a wild pear tree out by the road. And last year it did really well, grew a lot of fruit, and it dropped to the ground. So I go outside my house one day, right by where my rabbit is, and my rabbit's sitting there chewing on a half-eaten pear. I'm like... How the hell did you get that? And as I get closer to her hut, here goes this chipmunk from inside the hut that was just chowing on her food. So I was like, now my chipmunk brought my rabbit a pear so it could eat the rabbit's food. <laughs> it's like, this is fucking weird. So now, like two days ago, I go down, start walking down the stairs. My rabbit's sitting there. As I get close to the hut, here goes this chipmunk squeaking away, runs in front of me and just goes into the stone wall that's right there. So it lives in the same pen as my rabbit now. It just lives in the stone wall. So they're, they've <laughs> they've now just become best friends. I think they're soulmates. I don't know what's going on. It's weird. What, what's the rabbit's name? 
Uh, Sula, because I named her after Jim Tom Sula when he signed on with the Niners because I was optimistic as hell. <laughs> it would have been Tom Sula, but it's a chick, so I just went with Sula. Sula. Oh, Theodore Sula. So you've always liked yeah. the 49ers, right? Oh, yeah. Ever since, well, since I can remember really watching, yeah. it was Jerry Rice in Montana. My dad was either a Niners fan or a Giants fan. He's He likes both of them. I don't know how. Mm. But so I had I got to watch some games and I was like, I'm going with the Niners. They have Rice and they have Montana and then just stuck with them ever since. Loved Steve Young. Oh, yeah. I, I was even a fan of Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Jerry Garcia, man. He did it the and right we, way. He married a playmate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we had some we had some down years. And uh, we had some Terrell Owens. Mm-hmm. Love him. He was great. But his mouth wouldn't shut up. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, stay true. Yeah, man, I I have some some definitely some of my earliest memories involved the Forty ers Ricky Waters and yeah, man. Yeah, uh, my favorite story though is when Charles Haley took a uh, portable drill and drilled a hole in the roof of the BMW of the uh, defensive line coach on the Niners and then pissed into his car because <laughs> he, he was upset with them. Oh. I am not surprised at that by any means. Yeah. No, that's good stuff, though. It's good shit. Now, man. Was, did Haley go from the Niners to the Cowboys or was it Cowboys to Niners? No, it was uh, Niners to Cowboys. So, okay. yeah, I think he... So went, he fit right in back then. Right, right. Yeah, J- Jerry <laughs> met him in the limo. He, he was crazy. He drove a motor... He's like, hey, you're that guy that pissed in your coach's tr- car, right? right? Yeah, you're on our team. Welcome aboard, basically. <laughs> yeah, he also drove out. drove his motorcycle through a giant glass pane window into the bar the Cowboys used to go to and parked it wow. inside the bar. Um, yeah, he was fucking crazy. Jerry's like, you need cocaine? Go see Michael Irvin. Yeah, pretty much. Those are, those are the good old days, man. Good old days. We, we figured we'd talk a little Twitter today, too. So, uh, man, what a fucking cesspool lately, huh? Yeah. Jesus. Good God. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember it being this bad any other offseason. This has been pretty, pretty not great. Dude, whatever happened to being able to have a voice on Twitter and just have people banter about it instead of having people jump on and say, you're wrong. You're a fucking moron. Mm. Yeah. I've seen like the, you well, can, you can no longer argue a point anymore. It's just, it ends with you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Anything you do is bullshit. Don't follow this person. He sucks. Yeah. A lot of bashing on uh, some of the female analysts too. That's been a big yeah. thing. The whole go back in the kitchen thing. Come on, please. Wow. Would you say that to your wife? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been pretty ridiculous. I mean, right. It, it, it's off season, so I'm not doing a ton of NFL content now. Like my ideal timeline is like 85% shit posts and then, you know, 15, <laughs> 15 NFL. So, uh, I don't know, but it, it's, it seems like every day we're seeing something. Yeah. There's God. been some crazy stuff. Um, uh, going and what you're talking about like uh the one individual who we're not going to go into names and stuff because we don't want to stir any more pots but talk about the situations where he uh chimed in on a post uh from a female analyst but then got his shit wrecked yeah uh that was interesting to see for sure um just and then everyone piled on it was just like it's, you're it a, was kind of nice to see everybody back. Or, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was good to see. 
but it's, it's still you hate seeing the people who come out with that just complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, I think what we've been doing personally is, I mean, in the past, we've kind of tried to separate us from some of the other analysts to prove that we are better or whatever. But, you know, this year I've really found that joining and coming together uh, makes everything better. Like Agreed. We, we've had Tom K on this show and it was a great conversation. Um, and from that, we've kind of built up our standing with, you know, DLF and, and everything. And there's more conversation and willing to talk back and forth. So like, and all of that just benefits the people that are following us and, and um, taking in our content. So really like in the grand scheme of things, like coming together makes everything better. And well, right. Like look at, look at our subscriber chat. Well, we've had guys like Tom K has been in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam's been in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just have, they're not part of our group, but you have people who are huge in the community coming in to answer questions with our subscribers. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's things like that where people get together to help out the people who, who need the help is how it was always supposed to be. Yeah, really. Yeah. It's cause the idea is kind of like, um, you know, a la carte, uh, TV, you know, no one watches just one channel. No one watches just one TV show. Um, you kind of pick and choose and you pull it all together and that creates your entertainment. Um, right. So like we don't need to be out there throwing elbows trying to like get these people to only listen to us because, you know, when it comes down to it, we make mistakes. Um, that is just we're not going to be 100 percent perfect. So it's better for them to be getting multiple points of view, you know, and as long as we're a voice in that, uh, it's successful. Agreed. Yeah. I like things on the, uh, IDP side. Definitely. There's, there's, it's a less crowded pool. Um, Mm -hmm. man, offense, like good God, dude, like you throw any question out there and you're going to get 9 million different answers. It's like, yeah, it's definitely a little overcrowded on that side. Yeah. We've been stepping in with, you know, the, our new website, dynasty football digest. And, uh, we, took um brought in the f3 podcast and all that stuff joey being one of the uh hosts of that pod so you know we we've been talking more offense um and it's just it's very saturated um Mm -hmm. and what did you guys listen to last year for for podcast anything for you know what what did you personally listen to uh not much at all to be honest with you i just watched a bunch of football and I had uh, my buddy Snacks is the one that told me to start checking out everybody on Twitter and try mm. to pick up some podcasts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, the fantasy footballers, you know, they're kind of the, the, the mainstream top guys in the, uh, the industry really. Um, that is what got me into the research aspect of fantasy football. Cause back when, you know, Johnny, you got me into football, it was all just like, just learning the guys, learning, you know, watching the games and going off of that, looking at stats. But then um, getting into the fantasy footballers got me into research and uh, trying to find people before they go off and all that kind of stuff. So that's been, you know, the bulk of my research in the past. Um, I get busy and stuff. So lately I, I don't listen to too much other than trying like um, I like the edge crushers. Uh, they're they're good guys. Uh, 
And, you know, there's been a couple I've been trying to get more into college and um, rookie stuff. So um, there was one I can't remember the Sean put me on to the uh, it's just one guy and he talks about the draft. Um, I don't know. But, you know, that's kind of the most of my podcast uh, listening for the most part. That and some lion stuff. Mm, right, right. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> One of my good friends, Eric Schlitt, uh, who I've gone, you know, met at training camp. Uh, John and I got beers with him. He's got a great show, uh, Detroit Lions Breakdown. Um, it's a very no nonsense, straight uh, news um, podcast. Very I, honestly, I mean, like we are a lot of personality. Um, this is little chunks of personality that gets thrown in there uh, in that show. But for the most part, it's just like, this is the news. This is what's going on. And uh, you learn a lot from it. So um, nice. It's a good show. Like Eric a lot, but Johnny, what are you listening to? Uh, I mean, right now, nothing. Um, Hardcore history and the the greatest enterprise, which is a Star Trek podcast that talks Mm. about time booty holes and stuff. Um, (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) During the season, though, I was listening to uh, the old F3 when that was around. Right. Um, Edge Crushers, of course. Uh, Read and React. They're they're definitely pretty good. Mm. Um, but but I tried something different last year. I just stopped listening to other people for my offensive stuff and used the force, and that seems to be what works best for me. How'd you end up last year? Good. I, I mean, I had trophied in half of everything I was in, including college. You guys should get into college fantasy more. That's, that's oh, some I'm good shit. Plan on it this year. When I, I I was thinking about it too. You, Johnny, you got to kick off a uh, league. Here. Oh no, we'll do it again. We did uh, two IDP guys leagues last year. The first one filled, and there was enough demand to get a second one going. So mm-hmm. do that again. Yeah, because uh, I'm definitely interested. Get in uh, and do a few of those leagues. Kind of, I want to watch more college this year. Now that um, my college is over, I have more time, mm. so I can. Yeah kind of like enjoy my life a little bit (laughs) Uh, which is which is nice because it's i get more time to invest into this stuff uh launching a business and everything and we're we're moving so my studio uh where john is right now and um joe is skyping into uh is part of a living room (laughs) we're going to a place where it will be its own room uh we're going to be kind of investing into our um, uh, equipment. I want to get, you know, some cameras set up. I want to get some nice mics, um, upgrade as much as we can. So, and that's a lot of where the subscriber money is going to, mm-hmm. um, which is nice to kind of get to a point of monetizing this whole thing. You know, I, I was tweeting about this the other day. I put out this long thread, kind of an appreciation of where I've, where I started from and where we've come. Like I, began this whole thing um football analyzing analyzing that that would be the right word uh kind of on a whim i listened to uh a podcast about the detroit lions they put out a call for for writers and i had some experience doing news writing um so i sent them an email and and they they brought me on and you know there was a chance i didn't do that you know um and so that just kind of led to where we are now. 
But uh, Johnny, like, what kind of guy? I mean, I guess we should probably share like our our origin stories here a little bit, um, since we're you know I brought that topic up. Johnny, you want to kick that one off? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you always talked about doing the podcast, and I thought that was a good idea. But writing just came from, <clears throat> we didn't have anyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just wrote a ton of shit. Um, oh, you were going crazy last year. <clears throat> yeah, I wrote like a hundred and something articles throughout the season. Um, I think I still have the record, but Sean and Joe are right on my tail. Um, catching you, man. Catching yeah. you. Joey's been going crazy uh, with his, his articles and the work he's been doing with the uh, ADP has been phenomenal um hands down couldn't be putting this stuff out there if it wasn't for him um thanks man so and you got you got a nice uh hoodie out of the whole deal i, I did i did you get any time to uh to to wear that did anyone comment oh, on i wear that? it all the time yeah i wear it to work and everybody's like what the fuck is that it's <laughs> <laughs> like that is my guy that is me yeah that is what i represent the little goofy dude with the teeth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to do some more designs with that. I that I threw that one together and it worked. But I ah, think dude, I loved it. We can do uh, we can do some more stuff with him, and it'd be pretty cool. So so Johnny, you know him and I, we were we would go to a buddy's place um, on weekends down uh, well it, Higginum. You know where Higginum is, uh, mm-hmm. but like thirty minute drive, and then into the woods and everything. And we were, he, he's, was my roommate. So, uh, he moved out this winter, got himself a swag apartment, uh, condo that he's been staying at, but, uh, comes by for the show. And, uh, we would just kind of do mock shows together on the drive. Um, talk about guys, talk about whatever, just have some banter, just kind of practice before we, we kicked it off. And I think, you know, we've obviously gotten better. Um, and bringing in Sean um, makes it better as well, having that third person. But uh, we we started off pretty strong uh, going back to that first show. Ooh, yeah, we had some weird ideas back then. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. It, you know, kind of whittled it down to this. And, yeah. you know, back then we were only, I think we had 20, 30 downloads that first couple episodes. Right, right. It took a while. Yeah, but uh, very... Very glad it's kind of, you know, we're, we're now we've got a larger audience and people that uh, are coming to us and respect us in the industry, which is cool. Um, but so, Joey, uh, you know, John and I know your 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 background. Why don't you throw in your origin there? Well, I just started. I had a friend that I was working with who got me into IDP. Uh, he's actually on Twitter quite a bit at, at was a national fantasy mayhem IDP. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. Uh, he's the one that got me into it. And uh, I just love doing it. I've won three of the seven seasons. Plus I got a second and a third place in that league and he hates it. <laughs> so he got me into it. And then uh, my buddy snacks always told me, he's like, dude, why don't you start putting some of the, some of the ideas you have regarding like players and who and sleepers and whatnot, just throw it on Twitter. I'll guarantee you somebody offers you something to write. And actually the first person who I got in contact with, cause he told me to get in contact was actually Tom K. Yeah. So I, I ran some ideas by Tom K and he said, keep going, man, you're on, you're on the right path. Just keep doing that. And then shortly after that, I think I had put out something about 
I think it was in week three, I said somebody to watch for the season's Justin Reed. And he ended up having a great season, but Nate ended up messaging me. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking for a while and I sent him in my article and he found out I was from Connecticut and it was just like, holy shit. And then we got to talking and then I started writing Yeah, and I just haven't stopped. Yeah. Then uh, you came by for some football. Yep. Watched some football. Yeah. Got to got what, meet. What was yep. Cool. Went out and had some wings one time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah. So it's just been, it's, it's great what the community can do to bring people together. Oh yeah, man. It's absolutely. And you know, so we recently brought on a new writer, um, Josh uh, drum who uh, will be kind of announcing more on Twitter once his first article comes, article comes out, but he's from Enfield. Like Ooh. talk about pulling out like all these guys from Connecticut, like right? Connecticut fantasy industry, just skyrocketing. Yeah. Right. So, so taking the industry by storm. Yeah. Good stuff. And then, uh, you know, you, and you see it a lot with, so like the Scott fishbowl is, is the invites are going out now. Um, and people are kind of, I feel like the whole, um, some of the issues with Twitter might kind of be brushed under the rug a little bit with, you know, uh, people, talk about the fishbowl and uh scott's charity uh fantasy cares a lot of stuff revolves around that of like positivity um so hopefully that kind of rightens the ship a little bit as we go into the the build-up to the season um Mm. and i was you know just tooting my own horn uh lucky enough to get an invite in the first wave uh this year last year i squeaked in uh, I think it was a couple days before uh, the final cutoff. I got my invite this year, first round. Um, so did uh, either of you guys um, put in an application for that? Nope. No, no I put in an application. Just haven't heard anything back yet. Yeah. Yeah. Not interested. It's uh, just the first, first wave. It's, you know, I, I enjoyed it last year. It's, it's a lot. Um, and obviously there's no IDP. So, yep. That's kind of that, that's it, and my and I'm doing a ton of best balls on draft. I'd rather do that. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not for everyone, yeah. but it's one of those things in the league that everyone talks about. There's like a whole economy around it, um, and it's a, a kind of nice to to partake and be a part of it. We had a, a writer, uh, Sam Lane, who who won the whole thing Ooh, last year, which right, on a stat correction. Yeah, on a stat correction. <laughs> as, as oh, that's well. right. So, um, yeah, just stuff going on, but any other topics we want to cover before, uh, yeah, just a quick announcement. I'm working on something. Uh, if there are any ex military guys, preferably infantry that Mm -hmm. was in operation Iraqi freedom, hit me up at orange man, three, one, four, two. I need to talk to guys that were in Iraq for operation Iraqi freedom for an article I've got coming out in a month or two here. Yeah, John's doing some uh, some digging. Uh, it's going to be a good article. I'm looking forward to reading it. And uh, it, it this is along the lines of, well, I mean, this is uplifting like Chernobyl's uplifting. But, yeah, right. Uh, no, it's yeah. it's going to be uplifting. It's about the military and football and ha- mm-hmm. how, you know, these guys were going into the shit every day and then they get this escape every Sunday for a few hours to watch these games and how much it meant to them and stuff. Because yeah. uh, one of my good buddies... 
did three tours and he said that, you know, one of the things that kept the guys going was football, you know, being able to get a little taste of home mm -hmm. every Sunday. So, uh, I'm doing a big article on that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Look forward Thanks to for uh, me. chatting. I mean, we chat all the time, uh, but, uh, hopefully we'll, you know, be in the same room soon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So definitely. All righty. Get your house, get your house, bud. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, you'll be invited to the housewarming for sure. I appreciate it. All righty. Tony John's for life.